Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. It's just Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it threw me off a little bit. This is Big Geek Kumar, and I'm the, losing our, our boy uh, Darcy tonight. Kind of like threw off my game in terms of my introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Darcy's actually on a date right now with his uh with his missus. Um uh so yeah, it's uh he's celebrating Valentine's Day early, so yeah. Yeah. So Oh no, it's, sorry, it's, not even the Valentine's it's no, their anniversary. No. Anniversary. Yeah, yeah, my bad, yeah. my bad. So uh we wish our bro with all the best with his lady and um and yeah, you you're stuck with the two of us. Uh and uh we will try to uh do our best to uh keep you entertained. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so what's on the actually before you get to the actual agenda, okay. uh, did you hear about uh, this new prequel novel of the Batman? I know we we're it kind of jogged my memory because we were talking about the Batman off air, but um, apparently there's a prequel novel that I, I don't think it's mandatory that you that you read it before going into the movie, but it kind of gives a lot of backstory because as as we know or maybe don't know. Uh, the Batman, the movie, actually takes place at, um, in year two of Batman's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, crime fighting ventures and whatnot. So the prequel, I believe, is him at, in year one, and it kind of goes back and forth, kind of flushes out his origin story a little bit. Um, and yeah, have you heard about this? I heard of it. I don't <clears throat> know much about it, to be honest. I, I thought it was a comic book. I didn't know it was a novel. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if it, it says prequel... Prequel, an original. That's definitely a novel. Okay, okay. So, yeah. What the hell is Uh, going on here? I I tend to not really like take this these sorts of things uh, into account because like I want to judge the movie for itself. Right. And uh, especially something like this where it's like we're coming into something new and like I want to judge it completely based on its merits. Uh, Like if this was an adaptation, that would be different. Like I would be interested. But Mm -hmm. even I've learned like. Watching Lord of the Ring, reading Lord of the Rings, uh, reading Harry Potter, all mm. that. Like when when I read things and then I watch the adaptation, there's a fairly good chance I'm going to be disappointed on some levels, if not entirely. Mm-hmm. So with this, I'm just like, I do not want more things working against me for this film. I want I, I want to go in and see and check it out on its own merit and see if it's something that I'm going to be happy about. And yeah, it's just like uh. I also, this is more something I would want to do like later on, like get some background reading mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, this isn't exactly me wanting to watch this or sorry, read this and then watch the film. Mm-hmm. How about you though? Uh, well, I was curious because I know that going in, we're not going to get a lot of the backstory. Uh, there's going to be stuff that's probably alluded to. Mm-hmm. So I didn't actually check out the novel. There's a, actually There's actually an audio book version of it as well if you want to listen to it but um i i'm subscribed to uh uh, there's one youtuber i can't remember his name off the top of my head but uh he basically kind of gave a rundown of the entire novel and uh he basically like i just kind of it was his video was like 24 minutes or something that so i just kind of watched majority of that just to kind of get a a backstory of what the novel pertains to Mm -hmm. so then going in, I kind of have a, a general idea of the direction that they're heading into without it spoiling anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, ha- so you, ha- <clears throat> well, do you want to tell us what the, uh, the, 
the novel has to say generally yeah so generally so it, it kind of spoiler goes back warning. and forth yeah spoiler warner for anyone who doesn't want to know about the 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 backstory of of this but it goes into the uh <clears throat> a little bit of the origin story of bruce wayne which we've seen at nauseum but um basically <clears throat> excuse me uh martha and thomas wayne they actually um they actually donate the wayne manor to an orphan they, they actually turn it into an orphanage and then they end up <clears throat> moving into wayne tower and one of the orphans that are are that are in the orphanage that, that that's that used to be wayne manor is actually the riddler and he has kind of this chip on his shoulder because they basically leave all like the photos of of the waynes in in the manor as like a reminder of like you know like this is the, these are the people that provided this opportunity for you guys to live here right the, these are the people that are responsible and so the riddler kind of has a chip on his shoulder because every day when he walks in the front door he sees bruce wayne and his family and like he's like kind of envious of the fact that bruce wayne had to he got a chance to live this lavish lifestyle while he kind of was abandoned by his own original family and um <clears throat> In this iteration of the Batman, Alfred, they're taking the, uh, they're uh, they're going in the direction of Alfred uh, from his like uh, he was like an ex, he's like an ex, uh, what is it? Military. And yeah, military guy. And so he's he is ex a big MI five. MI five. Yes. So he is a big part of uh, Bruce Wayne's training. Not the only part, because actually, like they in the novel, they actually highlight the fact that uh, Bruce he went off to private to private school mm -hmm. to a private school, but then he got bored midway through. And then he started, he got really invested into like <clears throat> science, like science was his favorite subject. And so he would go to like the top school, he would transfer from school to school. Um, and like, he would basically enroll himself in like different subjects, but like go to schools that offer like the top tier of, uh, those, subjects. of those subjects. Right. And so, he, this allowed him to kind of travel around the world and due to his influence um, and his training with Alfred, he got really intrigued in learning like martial arts. So every time he went to a different country, he would um, he would basically learn that country's martial art while he was in school. And so that's kind of how he like started to develop all of these different skills and stuff. And so, <clears throat> um, yeah, it basically kind of it's it kind of fleshes out a lot of that stuff. His travels like throughout the throughout his year one, and then the fact that um, oh they 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 touch on the the Batmobile and how he soups it up like he finds like an old school um, Dodge Charger or something like that, mm -hmm. and he <clears throat> he basically he basically strips it apart and builds it from scratch. And like he his whole passion project is him just trying to make this charger like the best that it can be like and he's so he's like constantly make like he's using all of his resources to kind of build this up so i think they're going to use that as the groundwork for him to like evolve that charger into the batmobile that we we all know and love kind of thing right because it kind of just looks like a souped up but like a regular car right like something yeah. you probably see like in like the next fast 10 movie or, or something like that right yeah. but um yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. And then they highlight uh, the Riddler and like how he was kind of a loner. He was an outcast, and then he, but he got really into. Um, <clears throat> I think it was something like, uh, like, like something to do with like politics or something like that. And then um, he got a job, in, not in politics, but something pertaining to that. And then 
during his during his time there, he got exposed to a lot of the corruption. And then this kind of furthered his anger. And, and it's kind of like the catalyst for why he's doing what he's doing and going after the politicians like we've seen in the trailer. So it kind of just sets up both of the both Bruce Wayne and Edward Riddler. Riddler yes. Um, whole um arc basically so yeah that's kind of it in a nutshell like not not a whole lot happens it's just more a lot of backstory and filler and stuff like that but it was interesting i found it really fascinating to see where they're what direction they're going with this okay, okay. yeah cool yeah interesting i would say like most of that i kind of <clears throat> assumed i would say the only thing i didn't assume is the orphanage part yeah yeah interesting okay yeah again I, I i don't feel like this is a mandatory thing that people need to no i would indulge say like, in to get the idea yeah. of yeah but i think if they just kind of want some extra and i think this is great i think this shows that there's a lot of confidence being put into this movie right like one hopes well i mean it like to go through all the to go through all of this just to kind of i mean it 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 shows the amount of promotion that they're putting into this movie and i feel i it it makes me a lot more confident going into this movie. I'm hoping I'm not completely destroyed at the end, but yeah, I I'm excited for this movie. I, I like where they're where they're headed, and it sounds like it's going to be a really interesting and unique film. So I'm looking forward to it. I am still maintaining my high level of skepticism <clears throat> to survive because while you'll be hurt by this film, my entire interior psyche will collapse if this is bad. You know what? I would normally agree with you, but I feel like I've always recovered from the damage that's been done prior. So I'm still bitter over like a man of steel, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, I okay, so I don't I don't have as much disdain for man of steel as you do. I granted it's not it's not the best. It's not the best Superman, but there's a lot of great stuff in there that I've been dying to see from a Superman movie. Like like the fighting, like the action scenes, like the fighting and stuff. Like I like we never really got that in Christopher Reeves's uh iteration okay. of Superman. Well, and the granted the technology wasn't there. So yeah, I'm it's like, not it's not it's not his fault. I'm not saying that he's super, like Christopher Reeves is like he's like the Batman, he's like the Michael Keaton of Batman. Like th those guys are like they they set a, a high standard for. They tried in Superman too. Yeah, but it, I, I, okay. The thing is, the technology wasn't there for us it, to see the the type of action that we wanted or that we might have been used to from reading the comic books, right? Right. Man of Steel gave us that, but then it lacked. It lacked. It, yeah, it lacked the characterization <clears throat> of 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 Superman and and Clark Kent. Right, I don't feel like there was enough of a decline. There was no between. Clark Kent. Yeah, so I think they they dropped the ball on that, but it won me over just on the action level alone. But the storyline was kind of like up and down. It was so hard. It was kind of it was clunky. It just it it wasn't it didn't come together as cohesive as I I would have liked it to. But um, it straight up didn't make sense at a certain point. No, it didn't. But the the Zack Snyder Justice League, and again, I, I I think based off of all the shit that happened around this the 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 movie around the just the whole franchise, I think the way that they ended that off, 
I was satisfied. Put it this way. It was like I was hungry for something. They gave they they gave me something to like satisfy that hunger, but it's not something that I would like be like, oh, I, I gotta go and have that dish again. You know what I mean? Like it was edible. It was edible, yeah. It's like it's like going to and I don't you, you probably I don't think you eat lobster, so you probably won't get this reference, but it's like going to red lobster versus like an actual restaurant that is specifically catered to lobster like they, they they're known not, for like i'm not like red lobster's lobster like I, uh, wild yes i don't eat a lot of lobster i will say that red lobster's lobster has to be on some level above edible it's actually so can be considered enjoyable but to be like true lobster, yeah yeah i would say man of steel is still at the just bare edible stage because they're like i tried re-watching that movie and even before I got to the action sequences, I had I was ha- like I was having aneurysms. But when I actually got to the action sequences, I was like, "It." And the characterization was the problem. If you're having a fight between two supermen, fine, that's cool. But it was Superman versus Zod, characters we know very well, and like the amount of destruction and death toll, and actually like straight up not caring about killing people and like like people in the surrounding area. I'm like, come on, man. Like, even in Smallville, the fight was that way. I was like, come on, man. See, okay, but the thing is, though, like, if we're going to give Michael Keaton a pass for killing people, then we kind of have to let that other shit slide, too. Not necessarily, because with Michael Keaton, it was a reinvention of, like, first of all, it's the first time Batman was done on the main screen. Mm -hmm. Second of all, like... Tim Burton wasn't really going with the stereotypical Batman. He was actually reinventing Batman a little bit. He was kind of going the more Dark Knight Returns uh, Batman Year One style, which wasn't as well known. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was Adam West, and it was like the Silver Age super, uh, Batman Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like this was part of a, like a revolutionization of... Uh, so according to uh, A Man Takes Me to Red Lobster <laughs> and he has... <laughs> Has my heart for life. <laughs> oh, look who joined. What the heck is this guy doing here? Yo, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be on a date right now? <laughs> so our man Darcy. It's going to be his last anniversary, yo. <laughs> our man Darcy has interrupted his own date with his woman to be like, but Umar, when you go in to give Zack Snyder a pass for, ki- uh, for ki- Batman killing, Okay, fair. That's a fair statement. Then again, Batman was... He wasn't... Oh, no, actually, no. Tim Burton definitely blew up an entire building full of uh, goons in that one. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was a... Ooh. And Batman and also, strapped a bomb to some dude and then, like, knocked him into a, into a hole. <laughs> and laughed as he... Yeah! Down the... <laughs> like, reckless, man. No chill. So you kind of have to give Henry Cavill a pass, man. No, I can't. No, because it was like he just it's like Batman destroying Gotham to save Gotham. Uh, Darcy's like thought I'd slide in for one second while she does the makeup. LOL. (laughs) Yeah, but it's on different scales. Like Batman obviously couldn't do that amount that much damage. You know what I mean? Sorry, Courtney. (laughs) I hope he's on a date at Red Lobster. (laughs) Um. Okay, uh, what was I saying? T- 
Tim Burton. Yeah, he did. He, Tim Burton set the stage. Mm-hmm. He, he, no, he, that's it. He set the stage. And also he was revolutionizing or not revolutionizing. He was taking the Batman in a more serious direction as opposed to its campy direction, which the comics has been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you saying Zach isn't that bad? Oh, no, no, no. Zach's bad. Like, dude, the character, like, the story didn't make sense at times. <laughs> like, don't even get me started on Jonathan Kent. I'm not going to pick a fight with you when you're on your anniversary, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, so like all I'm saying is Tim Burton gets a pass for like for starting starting the Batman film franchise. I and, just and, I, I just and, feel like you're hating on Zach because of Sucker Punch, and I understand that. I didn't watch Sucker Punch. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Should. No, 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 no! Don't, don't watch it. Do yourself a favor and don't watch it. I mean, it, I mean, there's reasons to watch it as a as as a man, <laughs> you know. But other than that, like, aren't they like young girls? They're of age. Relax. They're 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 like you know it. It's legal. Don't oh, make it, don't, don't make it. Don't make this weird. Don't make it weird. Oh, <laughs> I'm to, sorry. I made get, it weird. I see what you're trying to get me canceled. <laughs> you, what you you want to be the only one running this show tonight? Okay. <laughs> but no, nah, but like yeah, Sucker Punch is, is it's a bad film. I, I, like I'll I'll be straight up with you. It's it's terrible. Uh, visually stunning. Just and I don't mean just because of the women. I just mean, <laughs> I just mean like the, the the shots are very visually no, stunning. I, I, you know? I know. Zack Snyder makes beautiful films. His cinematography yeah. is awesome. I and like I don't in, with Man of Steel. I don't entirely blame Zack Snyder because David Goyer definitely had his hand in that shit. And like fuck David Goyer, but like it just got worse from there. I can agree with that. Yeah. I so like. Agree. And so, and like you could, you could say the same thing about Batman and Superman franchises with Christopher Reeve and Tim Burton, but you know those changed directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with me, I would say that, um, like Man of Steel, it made no sense. Like, it, like for like, especially at the time it came out. Oh, uh, so Courtney says you have to. You have good taste. Sucker Punch is very pretty, but super hollow. It's like eating a meal that's just full of empty calories. Yeah, that beautifully said. I agree with that one hundred percent. That's pretty much what it was. Only saw it once. I have no interest to see it again. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just going to avoid that movie like the plague. Yeah. Uh, or like COVID. Um. <laughs> so, uh, I. I just feel that when Man of Steel came out, Zack Snyder should have known better. With Christopher Reeves and uh, Tim and uh, Michael Keaton, they were literally throwing rocks in the dark. I agree because I don't know. I I'm not too familiar with uh, Christopher Reeves' like previous work. 
before he got the role of Superman, but I know oh, from like, Michael Keaton... Like the film, like Richard Donner's uh, film. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Burton's film. Yeah, but I mean, like, with Michael Keaton, like, there was a there was a low bar set, like, low expectations for him because he was coming off of stand-up comedy. Yeah. And no one was going to take him serious. They're like, this guy is going to be our Batman? No thanks. And then look what he did with it, right? So yeah. now there's a, there's a high standard that's been set by Christopher Reeves and Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, I mean, with at least with some of the Batman stuff that we've gotten, the standard has been raised since Michael they Keaton. Set the standard. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, and then Marvel created and created another standard. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I I can't <laughs> forgive Zack Snyder and Man of Steel because it's like the thing is not, it's not so only... hard though. Like, and I so that's why I'm like I like. Cause it's not like a what's that dude's name? Uh, M Night Shyamalan, where he just fucks everything up that he touches. Like Zack Snyder, he's got potential and he tried. So I give I, I give will give him that. I give him credit, like because he was passionate about it. He just doesn't yes. have an understanding. He just doesn't have a good understanding of the characters, and, and I, that, I I think that's the issue. And I completely agree. And like. I mean, okay, we'll get to this later on in the podcast, but look at Superman and Lois. Mm -hmm. Say what you want about that show. It has got CW weeds all over that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the one thing that sh this show does, they get Superman and Clark Kent right. Yeah, I agree with that. And <clears throat> at this stage... Like especially with like like the Disney shows and like and the Disney and like sorry uh, the the Marvel shows the Marvel mm -hmm. movies and like the, the all the DC failed attempts and all the Arrowverse like crap yeah at this stage for these guys to be making like for Zack Snyder and for like everyone else to be making this level of mistakes is I can't give them as much of a free pass <clears throat> it's it. It's hard, bro. You don't. I don't think you know. I don't think you understand how hard it is to make a good superhero film. Like it's like Fair in the, in this day and age right now, where we're we're at. Like I don't even want to say we're at the pinnacle, but like look at what we've gotten. Think of like X Men nope. and, and like Spider Man to like the movies we have now, where like some oh, of man. these movies are are being contenders for Oscar nominations. You know what I mean? Like. Who would have thought we'd ever get there? Did you ever think that when when we first got Batman '89 that anyone was gonna even have that in the conversation of like, oh yeah, this could possibly be an Oscar-worthy film? Uh, Absolutely okay. not. No, like, like I thought Batman '89 was some pretty solid stuff. Mm -hmm. As I got older, I'm like, yo, we need to update that. And I was like, I don't think they can because like they keep failing. I mean, like all the 2000s, pretty like early 2000s, like okay, granted, Spider-Man, like I was too young and naive, and I'm like, yo, this is the shit. Now I'm just <laughs> like, oh shit. Uh, but like, we then we got the Dark Knight. Yeah. And okay, I can understand a studios and Zack Snyder and David Goyer's point of view of, hey, let's do a Superman like the Dark Knight. I can I can understand that, I and mean, I was even behind that. And even mm -hmm. the trailers gave that impression that this is going to be at that level. Mm -hmm. But like you said, and like it's just like they didn't understand the character. <clears throat> Christopher Nolan did. And okay, leaving aside how talented 
Christopher Nolan is and also like his writing staff. I mean, I, you can't leave that alone too much because that's like inherently in the point. But the, Zack Snyder just, he had the wrong team. He had the passion but mm-hmm. the, and the eye, mm-hmm. but he had the wrong team and the wrong view. Okay, so let me ask you a question. I, I want to get your, your opinion on this or your perspective. Do you think... <clears throat> Because when we take Christopher Nolan and, and and we observe what he did with Batman Begins and, and more predominantly with uh, The Dark Knight, I felt like his approach was, okay, I understand that this is a comic book property, but I'm not setting out to make a comic book film. I'm setting out to make a film, a film a, like that has comic book characters in it. Whereas yes. I think Zack Snyder had that reverse. He was like, I'm making a comic book. I'm I'm making a, a like a movie of like comic book characters. Zack Snyder was like, I want to make a cool comic yeah. book movie. Yeah, and but there that, was no... and that that was his problem. Yeah, because he was trying to do the. He, he, I've said this before. He's like a jock mm-hmm. who read a couple comic books and thinks, oh man, it would be so cool if Superman kill people. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I appreciate that you are into this, uh, fr- like this stuff, but like, dude, that's not how it goes. Yeah. And so that that and in terms of your question with Christopher Nolan, like, I would say Christopher Nolan did two films of him trying to ground Batman, mm-hmm. and then in the third one, he was just like, "I'm just gonna throw all my geeky knowledge in this last final film." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there was. Well, like... I mean, granted, because I, I I think he had plans for Heath Ledger showing up again right so once that happened i to be honest i feel i feel like he he ran out of steam at at that point because like he had had a plan work a whole bunch he had to rework a lot a lot of stuff and it it probably didn't feel right to him anymore i probably would have gotten fucked up if that if that happened like if i if i enjoyed working with like an actor so closely because you know like look at like christopher nolan has a tendency to like work reuse with people. reuse people right like he's worked with leo so many times uh um, michael kane michael kane is like in every every movie he's in right so i think once he gets close to somebody and then to have something such so, so tragic happen i feel like that kind of derailed him a little bit and he kind of was just like you know what? i'm just gonna do this film just to do it but my heart's awesome. no longer in it anymore so you know and i think that's the problem they're having right now with the with black panther and the the whole wakanda movie I don't know about Black Panther because, like, to be honest, I think like they, they well, no, actually, that, that he was central, and like that could be where the debate is coming from. It's like, how, does the show go on, or do we like pay our respects by not replacing him? And that's Which, a tough call to make, man. And uh, to be honest, I, like before, I was like, don't, don't uh, recast him, uh, and also like because I, I wanted to continue the progressive movement by having like Black Panther be a female now, mm-hmm. but like. I mean, certain people have made some really good points. I'm like, don't take away like the few characters we have, and like, I, I gotta say, like when people brought up the fact that Chadwick <laughs> Boseman wouldn't have wanted the the character to quote unquote die with him, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, that's a really good point. The, the so the thing is, I and again, I was kind of on the side of yeah, re- recast him because it's like Chadwick. I I, I know he underst- he understood that this movie is bigger than him it's yeah. bigger than him it 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 evokes a very powerful message and i even saw a post of it, it's one of those new pixar uh movies that just came out and Encanto? 
Yeah, I think it was one of those. And like, there was like a there was a the kid who, like, they were they were watching. He was he, he was watching the movie with his mom, and like, the mom is like filming the kid watching the movie, and then the he turns to his mom and he's like, "Look, mom, it's me." And it just shows like the representation, right? And it's just like, you know, back in our era, like back in our day, like when we were young, like we didn't have that, right? Like Michael, no. like like Batman is my favorite superhero, but. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons why that is, but the main re one of the main reasons is like I didn't have any other. I didn't have superheroes that looked like me to look up to. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have it. Like you're now getting it like soon in a TV series. But aside from I had that, Aladdin. You had a well, yeah, you had Aladdin. Like that's it, bro. Like <laughs> literally, that's, that's all I had. That's it, man. Like now, you how long ago was Aladdin? I, I only, like, <laughs> character alone, I just had Aladdin. But I'm not. Aladdin's pretty dope, though. I'm not gonna lie, though. Like he's. I don't. I got. I don't got those abs. He, I well, hey, that's that's not Aladdin's problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I hear what you're saying, and like you're right, because like Ch Chadwick, he like he literally. Well, I wouldn't say it. he put himself through so much yeah. because it was so important, right? And like, well, and even in like Star Wars Rogue One, mm -hmm. like uh, we had um, uh, oh my god, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, oh. Donnie Yen? No, no, no. It's the the uh, the other main. Hold, on, I'm I'm gonna look it up because it's it's driving me crazy. It's kind of like mm -hmm. the main point I was trying to make. Uh he he's getting his own TV series as well. Uh, it's uh... you lost me at Star Wars. Oh, okay, Cassian Andor. He's uh he is one of the main actors in it, and he has an uh, like a um a Mex or a Latin American accent. Don't remember. No, no, that's fine. The main thing is people have been amazed with the fact that. They like a Latin American with an accent was the main character in mm. a Star Wars film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that mattered to people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's yeah. kind of like what you're saying about like you know the, you know uh, that kid being like, "Hey, look at me." Yeah, yeah, and that's now becoming a, a lot more prevalent, which is good. And I think we need to see a lot more of that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I yeah, I don't even know how we got on this topic, but well, about Batman. Uh, yeah, see, yeah. When we talk about Batman and Zack Snyder, this is when things go, uh, go, go down a certain way. There you go. But it makes for good content, so it's all good. It does. It does. And this is all ad hoc too. This wasn't even part of the agenda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, moving on to our our first topic of the evening. <laughs> After thirty <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> Well, um, nonetheless, um, we are having one of our most favored segments, the Touch Base with Tactics. Now, Tactics has been known to take his time to watch things, especially when it is something like anime. Now, we did an earlier show where Darcy and I reviewed the Demon Slayer movie Mugen Train. And Tactics had not watched it. <laughs> well, uh, also, uh, well, actually, no, uh, no, no. Also, he found some time 
and actually caught up in My Hero Academia Season 5 as well. I had good motivation. Let's just say <laughs> I bribed him with dinner. Essentially, it's what happened. Like I, I was like, dude, if you, if you don't, if you don't want to pay for dinner, just watch this uh, by a podcast time. And that was Chipotle like, was the best Chipotle I ever had. I'm just saying, just saying. And also, you got don't forget the the chips with Buck. Oh, the chips were bomb. But anyway, yeah, proceed. Anyway, so I bribed him, and, and he's now caught up. And I know what you all are saying. Yes, I will continue to bribe him if necessary. Anyway, so, T, a year later, I have to ask. Firstly, what did you think of Demon Slayer Mugen Train? Oh, and FYI, spoiler warnings for anyone who hasn't watched Mugen Train. I think so I'm just... the only one, so don't worry. <laughs> I think I'm the o- if anyone watches anime on a regular, trust me, I think I'm the only one who has not seen this up until now. Uh, but to answer your question, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I Demon Slayer is a great show. I've been enjoying it so far. It's very intriguing. The fights are really cool. Uh, the, the animation style is really unique, which I like. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, the character development is is really cool. I love the main character, the Contra. the bil- yeah the villains in in this like the the, the actual train, <laughs> um, and Mu, yeah, and then the other dude who ended up killing this guy, Akaza, uh, yeah, dude. Like, have we seen him before? Because I like I mean, it's no, 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 first, so first. okay, so he's a brand yeah. new guy. So yeah, I was like, damn, this dude is fucked up. And but that fight was sick. Um, yeah. but you know, and I'm I'm it seems like they're setting it up for like a rematch. I I know you're further further along in the show than I am, but it not sorry, not a rematch between this because this dude's obviously dead. Uh, I was like, I mean, oh. I'm, sorry, not a rematch. I meant like they're setting it up for uh Tanjiro, for Tanjiro, to, and Tanjiro yeah, to to fight because I mean, he has a sword now, right? Because he huh. threw because he threw his sword at. Adam, right? You need to keep watching because that that doesn't play as as much as you think it does. Got you. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, I liked it. I liked the show. Uh, it was sad at the end, and yeah, it's just great. Great character development. I, I'm enjoying it so far. Okay. I'm gotta... I'm pissed off because I, I I again, and this is my fault because I watched dubbed, but like I was expecting it to continue after that, and. Funimation only has it only has a train saga in dubbed. Are you serious? Yeah, so I'm like I was like gonna continue watching it, and then it went back to season one, and I was like, wait, why does this seem familiar? I feel like I watched this already, and then it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, there's no way that's true. Well, you can you can double check it and clarify that for me. Sorry, everyone. I'm li- uh, look. <coughs> You all know what it's like for to attack. Yo, oh. do it later, guy. We got a show to do. <laughs> Son of a bitch, you're right. Yeah, man. Ah. Oh. So yeah, but that's on me because I just can't watch sub. I definitely can't watch sub now because I'm in school. I'm looking at screens all day, fucking day. <laughs> like I can't do it, man. Like my like my vision has gone bad now. I'm not even joking. I think I need glasses now because of all the screen time I've been getting with school. So. Um, yeah, I just I, I this is why I love dub. I'm sorry, I'm not a true anime fan. Clearly, all right, okay. Uh, what would you give this movie out of ten? Um, <clears throat> I'd give it an eight, a solid eight. Nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was enjoyable. Okay, now gonna, now Yo, the, the, so the fucked up part was the fact like every, he had to kill kill himself in his dream. That's what I was gonna time. bring up. I was like, That's... holy! And then he almost like slit his throat for real. I was like, damn, that was a nice touch. I was like, damn, that's. See, this is the thing I like about anime. Like, you know, obviously it has its campiness that kind of makes it fun and and a little bit corny, but fun at the yeah. same time. But the the undertones and like the 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 subject matter is so rich and the 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 places that they go with some of these things is so like it's so interesting and it's 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 got its own style you definitely it's definitely something yes. that is exclusive to anime you won't see it in any other um type of cartoon no matter how gritty the cartoon is and that's what i really appreciate about anime and the fact that <clears throat> I, and I honestly, I should be a bigger anime fan than I am because, <laughs> because like one of the parts and like you, like, you and Darcy probably glossed over. Actually, no, I think this is probably what Darcy alluded to um, when he said I was really going to like this. But there was a scene where subconscious. Well, yeah, there is that 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 really got me. But it was a, it was even more simple than that. It was um, after they had defeated the train and Tanjiro, obviously, he's he he. He was stabbed, so he was injured. Yeah. And then this guy, what, what's his name again? The the Rengoku. Ren Rengoku. Rengoku. Um, he said, "Okay, focus, focus your attention on your injury. See, see the blood vessels, the damaged blood vessels in your mind, and try your try your best to like patch them up." And I'm like, for anyone who's who's listening or watching, I've been doing a lot of deep diving into. Uh, uh, Joe Dispenza's work, and he's like a chiropractor who's kind of uh, merged science and quantum physics together um, to explain like the scientific, um, the scientific world in a, or sorry, the spiritual world in a scientific way, right? Mm -hmm. And so he speaks a lot to this because actually um, the story, a quick story of Joe Dispenza, he. Um, on his pastime, he 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 he's a cyclist, right? So he was cycling one day, and then he got hit by a truck. And the doctor said that he, um, he'd have to have surgery. But even then, with the surgery, he would never he would never be able to walk fully again. And so he, you know, did a deep dive into like spirituality. Like he went and saw shamans and like yoga healers and all this stuff. And he started to kind of learn a lot of the spiritual aspects of healing and chi and all that stuff. And so yeah. he was actually able to, with focused intention, heal himself with no surgery. So like when I watch anime and I, and I, and I hear them or I see them talking about like chi and harnessing your energy to heal or like do all these extravagant and amazing things. It always fascinates me because it's a Rama. Like, even though like, like you're watching this and you're like, Oh, this is all just fantasy bullshit. Right. But it's like the writers are actually taking from real world aspects and they're, they're turning it like they're making it into a, a an anime, but you know, it, it's a reminder for me that like, yo, this shit is actually possible. Well, not all of it, obviously, but, you know, to it a certain extent, some yeah. of it is is possible. So that's really interesting for me. Interesting. <clears throat> I honestly, I thought the 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 subconscious aspect would be your uh your biggest uh draw. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that that too. I mean, I've been I've been doing a lot of research into the subconscious, the conscious and subconscious mind. So that was interesting to me. But I, um, it was really the uh, the healing aspect that really got to me. Uh, that's the one that struck out. That struck struck on uh struck me the most so 
So Courtney says, so glad to hear you liked the movie. It was just really fun, a film to watch. Yeah, it was just fun. Yeah, I wasn't really expecting anything other than that. So, okay, I, I now uh, I need to ask a little bit. Like when the uh, when the fight started at the end, mm-hmm. like uh, like oh man, like, fuck this guy. This guy was weird. And also, as much as I love Tantro, I love the fact that his subconscious is a serene, like beautiful place. Mm-hmm. The fact that his subconscious, like walked a, a person wanting to kill him mm. to where to kill him i was yeah. like oh honey no yeah it was cool though man i love i love the element of it yeah and also like <laughs> this guy is messed up yeah i mean but i mean they're all all the demons have their own little weird quirks right so um okay so I, now i need to ask the ending fight scene mm-hmm. were you like struggling to keep up watching or were you just kind of like oh okay whatever no i was engaged because i was like i don't think this dude is gonna be like a main character going forward but are they gonna kill him off this early in the game yeah <laughs> but then again i i remember that it was because i watched it as uh episodically i didn't watch it as a, a full movie so i was like oh okay, oh, I, I, okay. I remember that it, it was a it's a it's a movie so maybe it's not canon or maybe you know um I mean, they could definitely get away with killing him off early and then have that be a catalyst for something else. Uh, so I wasn't really expecting him to stick around after that. But yeah, that fight was intense. Like, I enjoyed it. I was I, I was invested in it. So I thought uh, the other guys were going to jump in and get involved, but I guess they had taken too much damage and they're probably not on, they're definitely not on that level. If this dude couldn't even take him out then i was a little annoyed that inosuke <clears throat> just like stood there when like he's literally holding him in place and like tantra was like dude k- kill him <laughs> yeah well i mean they're still inexperienced right like i mean they, like they still have they have a lot of experience but not i don't think to this level like oh no like they couldn't even follow his fight sequence nah man so what did you think of rengoku himself i thought he was cool i he was a little sketchy in the beginning. I thought he was, <laughs> I was like, yo, is this guy going to become a villain? Cause like using people that just show up randomly out of nowhere, you know, their chances are they're probably a little bit sketch. So <clears throat> I didn't know about him. I thought he was, I thought once the, um, the other demon guys showed up at the end, uh, they were going to team up and try to take out the, um, ta- can, I'm so bad with their names. Tanjiro. Ta- and his crew. I'm just gonna call him T, just like you call me T. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna call him T. So T and his crew. I thought that they were gonna have to like face off against this guy. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. You you don't trust anyone in the show because like you like even though the leader of the uh, demon corps, you were saying that like this guy's like uh, the guy with like the mus- messed up like. Because look at face. his face, bro. Like he looks like like I just don't trust. I don't know, man. And I know that's so bad of me to say. That's <laughs> terrible. I would never say that in real life to a real person, but because it's anime, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's just like, he, like, I'm not even trying to get you canceled, man. <laughs> I'm doing it all by myself. I should probably just stop. I'm just saying, like, he, like, he just stands out to me, and I'm like, yo, there's, there's, there's more to that scar that meets the eye. Well, yeah, I look, I feel it's a curse. Uh, yeah, but what? Like, why though? Because he probably fought Muzan. 
May, okay, yeah, that's a possibility. See, you you went really optimistic with it. And I just went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this this guy is a poor man who got taken out. You're like, this guy is a sketch. I, yeah, I just went straight, like, judgmental on this dude. Oh, man. Oh, but, I can't I cannot wait for you to start the enter uh, the entertainment district arc. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I mean I was I had good momentum going and then it just I just got I stopped cold in my tracks. So I was like, all right. Oh man. What are you oh we you? probably just ruined all of that for Ron, who, who she just came in. Oh, I'm definitely behind after one. My bad. It's so it's, it's, it's really, at this point, like it, oh. yeah. Look, Moving on, <laughs> but, right. uh, yeah, let's just moving on. Um, oh, wait, Courtney has something to say. Uh, the characters in the series all feel like they have deeper personal motives for things. I feel like everyone is up to something, yeah. And like the uh, the main demon slayers, like the, the top tier guys, the Hashiros, yeah, they're 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 just dicks. <laughs> They're, like all of them are just assholes, man. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't really trust them either. I, I would say like there's maybe like four, five. I'm gonna say five out of nine are, are assholes. Uh, they're That's all just... they're all sketched to me, man. Fuck all of them, man. <laughs> Fuck them all. You you know I don't like cockiness, man. I I can't I can't stand it. So T is the only one that I that I'm repping right now. What about Gio, the guy, the guy who uh, helped protect his sister? He's cool, but yo, he needs to kind of yo. This dude, like, he's got. I don't understand how he's he's a demon slayer. Like, I get it, I get no, I get it, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, bro, come on, man, you're just you're, one of these days you're gonna get killed if you don't. It's I can't even say man up because he's like no 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 I think you're you're thinking of Zen Zensu, Zensu's the 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 redhead sorry like the, the blonde haired dude the the scaredy cat yeah that dude yeah sorry I'm okay. talking about Gio the guy who um uh, who met him in the first episode and actually told him to oh oh him okay 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 yeah sorry my bad my bad see I'm I'm terrible with names uh yeah yeah okay he's but he's a dick too he he comes off as a dick. He's just quiet, man. Uh, then again, yeah. uh, it's hard to argue that because literally everyone doesn't like him. Yeah, I <laughs> like, mean, literally everyone doesn't like. He, him. He's got to do more. For, he's got to do more for me to be on his side. You know, it's always the quiet dudes you got to watch out for. They're always <laughs> they're always scheming. They're always up. To, I'm a. I know I'm a quiet dude, so they're always yeah. up to something. Oh, I'm always. Uh, how many times have I gotten one over on you, bro? Yeah, but that's because, you, that's because you're teasing. You not because you're trying to like like. Because I'm always up to something, yo. In my mind, you, you think I'm quiet? I'm just like thinking aims. No, I'm thinking of ways I can fuck with Umar. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm always plotting in my head, man. I always plotting. Don't trust the car. Projecting guys, man. on the show, man. Yeah. Cancelled. It's a good thing I don't have Twitter. <laughs> oh, man. oh, okay. Well. All right, we're we're all glad that you finally watched Mugen Train. Uh, I'm gonna hopefully get you on Crunchyroll to see if like they've got dubbed <clears> on there because like that would probably help. Uh, but the, the, who knows at this point? Because like, does it have to be like? Does it have to be dubbed? Bro, though? I'm telling you, like, anatomy is killing is kicking my ass right now, bro. 
I I can't watch any. I can't look at another screen with words on it. I I do that for four hours a day. Can't do it. I just can't. Fine. Can't do it, man. Fine. I guess we'll have to wait. I'm gonna be watching that like a hawk now. Like the the first episode that gets like an English dub, and I'm do it. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. All right. All right. Moving on. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, we, we have to go to the second part of your touch base, which is My Hero Academia Season 5. Season 5. All right. So, Season 5 had some really is what is called, well, I would say that the, we, we did the first half of Season 5 in the previous episode, but you haven't done the second half because uh, you hadn't gotten to the part where it's my villain. Academia. Yeah, I took my time with this one, too. Yeah, <laughs> like this episode aired in November. Yeah, and I just finished it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway, so um, what did you think of season five of My Hero Academia? So I'll be honest, I don't remember much of the first half of season five. To be honest, I'm kind of rem- I'm struggling to remember. It's that all myself. just kind of like a blur. I just remember I I recall them doing like some sort of test, but aside from that, I don't think anything really. Yeah, it was the matchups. Or like yeah, were but yeah, teams and matching up. Yeah, nothing overly significant really happened with the heroes, so it yeah, kind of went out of my head. Of, yeah, the villain arc was very interesting, but um, again, some of most of it was kind of a blur in terms of things that were happening. I remember moments, but the biggest moment was with this dude here. Hands-on face, dude. Um, yeah, that's what I'm gonna call him. Hands-on face, dude. Because I, <laughs> I don't remember. Hands-on face, dude. Hands-on face, dude. I can remember Shigaraki. that. Shigaraki. Shigaraki. Hands-on face, dude. Okay. So, um, yeah, his arc is like you. You get to understand why he became a villain. I mean, there was a level of manipulation that took place, but there was a heavy level of manipulation on that one. But aside, and also child abuse. Yeah, and aside, but aside from that, I mean, his power is just messed up. It's like yeah. think of Rogue, but like times a million. Like yeah. that's that's some sad shit. And no, like, yeah, like this this is like he he got a fucked up power. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. I. So, okay, so is he kind of going to be like the yin to, or the yang to, oh my gosh, why am I, uh, Deku's um, yin type of I thing? Think like, just, they... I think they're setting up for that. Because like, uh, like the thing is, like, it's like the protégés are now in charge. So that's going to be interesting because right now, based off of how powerful hands on, on deck dude is, I don't, yo, Deku, Deku's going to get fucked up. <laughs> like if they if they fought right now, yo, I'm sorry. Like Deku better, yo, he better be, start training his ass off like 20 24 7 because he better not he better not sleep at all. Cause yo. He's at 15% right now. And like and also he he just got those black whip things that he, he can't control. Yeah, no, there's definitely potential there. Like I'm I'm curious to see what hundred percent looks like without it completely killing him. But yeah. Oh, 100% with all the previous uh, powers from all the previous guys. Bro, hands on deck got them hands, yo. He doesn't even need the hands anymore. Anyhow, he catches a bear hug on you, yo, you're finished. So, (laughs) yo, I don't know, man. Like, 
I'm scared. I am. I would be scared of this. Dude. Like, even if I was all might, I'd be scared of this dude. Oh no, no, no. Like, oh, okay. I gotta say, the one thing about this season that like caught me off guard. Like, first of all, I love the fact that we got to see all the villains like upgrade, like basically advance their powers, especially uh, the the Blood Woman. Yeah, Gosh, I always forget her name. Yeah, see, you do it too. You do it well, too. I, there's like <laughs> 70 characters in the show. I can't exactly. Remember, Exactly. At least, I, at least I remember like the, the main ones. You know what? Maybe it, honestly, maybe if I if I did do it subbed, I'd probably remember their names a little bit no, more. No, because you have to. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, who was that again? Like twice, for example. Twice I loved his up like how they upped his power. I'm sorry, who? The guy who multiplies. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That's not even a hard name to remember. (laughs) I'm sorry, bro. I don't remember anyone's name, man, other than Deku and uh, Bakugo. Bakugo. I still don't even remember Fire and Ice Guy, and that's one of my favorite characters. Todoroki, Todoroku, yeah. Todoroki. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a... Jesus, man. (laughs) It'll be like 17 seasons, and I'm like still gonna be not knowing what their names are. You're gonna be like Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice. Hands on deck, dude. Okay, I gotta say. So going back to Shigaraki's uh childhood, mm-hmm. first of all, really child abuse for like like the father, like no one was helping this kid. But I gotta say, the thing that actually chilled me the most, aside from the fact that he killed his family uh accidentally. Slash on purpose was the fact that like your all for one is evil as fuck. Yeah, he took a child who literally accidentally killed his parents and twisted that to turn into a, like a, a pawn that would be hopelessly devoted to him and then kill like the world. Mm-hmm. That's fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. And you're you're the most suggestible when you're that age. Yes. So this this dude is all kinds of twisted, and yeah. it's really unfortunate. So I'm I'm wondering how this is all going to play out. If they're going to play the sympathy card and give him redemption and have him turn good, or are they going to just make him go all the way off the rails and just kill him off? To be honest, like anime has a tendency of doing both. Like in Naruto, they definitely did both for like yeah. certain characters. But like with Deku, I would see that Deku would probably feel bad for him and try to help him. And like he'll have to kill. Uh, it would be interesting if like Deku actually has to kill him at the at the very very end of the series. And then that's when he like apologizes for being who he is. Do you feel like that's a weakness? Um, because I mean, it definitely it's definitely very admirable, I, I, and it's part of the reason why I love both Deku and um and and T. But um, do you <laughs> do you uh do you believe that that's like a, a weakness that's gonna end up holding them back in any way? Their empathy, their empathy, yeah, for especially for villains, like I would say, okay, for definitely not for Tanjiro. I think uh, I think like Tanjiro. He can't be the main character and then become less empathetic. And also, at this point, at this point, it's kind of difficult for him to like become less empathetic, given everything he's gone through. He literally watched his entire family get killed. Fair, but even like, even in the the Mugan Train saga, yeah. um, 
He was you could, pissed. Yeah, he there's a lot of rage there. So you like but I that read... that was towards a demon and even uh, like after um like that the guy uh, the the spider guy Rui. Mhm. Like he did some fucked up stuff to uh Tanjiro and to Nesco. Mm-hmm. And like Tanjiro was going full blast to kill him. Mm-hmm. But at the end, even he showed mercy to this guy. Yeah, but do you think do you ever do you think there's gonna be a limit to that where he gets pushed too far? Because I mean he's not very well seasoned in demon slaying yet. So once you once your blade is seen enough blood, I mean that could that could do something to you psychologically. Possibly, but like we, I would say the only one he would probably not uh, show any mercy towards or empathy towards would be Muzan. Michael Jackson, dude? Yeah. Um, got you. Got you. That's very interesting. All right, well, yeah. Because, I mean, he... He was the first. He was the one who created everybody. And he's created this entire situation. Yeah. Also, his subconscious kind of proved that he's he's pretty stable. And honestly, right, Cordier, right now, but I, I I'm saying like if he's well seasoned and he's seen a lot of shit, like. But his empathy long... will his empathy will probably grow with that because he he has seen the pain. Fair, but I, I I'm I'm be, I'd be curious to see if there's like a a moment in time where he kind of loses that for a bit. And has to find his way back. Similar to, I, I, I'm not. That would be interesting. I'm not super familiar with the the how the comic book played out, but the the last Ronin, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, thing, yeah. See, right? Michael Michelangelo being. Boy. Yeah, because he he had the heart of gold. Like he was the lighthearted one, and then that kind of like having all that loss made him jaded. So yeah. and crazy. Yeah. So it's like. I'd be it'd be interesting to see if if T goes down that road too. So uh, Courtney was saying Tantro is too pure to to his core. Uh, I think, uh, and I'm kind of agree. I, I, I agree with her. It would be an interesting aspect of his personality to like show him overcoming becoming jaded. Yeah, but I mean he's he's only been a demon slayer for like a year. That's the thing, and I I would love to see him just have that internal struggle and like. It kind of, I would want them to kind of highlight what it is that makes him so pure. Like, what is it that, what's that, what's the differ, differentiation between him and somebody who actually goes off the rails and lets that dark side take over? Well, going back to like uh, Shigaraki and Deku, I think that's what they're trying to show is like, uh, like one kid who had no one helping him. Mm-hmm. And everyone working against him. Mine, mm-hmm. like, I feel bad for his uh, for his mom and uh, like for his family because like they finally had had enough with the abuse that he was suffering, mm-hmm. and were going to take care of him. And that was when his power manifested and destroyed everything. Mm. And then like all for one, just came in and made like like you said an impressionable traumatic time, just messed with this child. Yeah. It's like a cult but, leader. Yeah. No, absolutely. <clears throat> and with uh with Deku, he had his mom always mm. at his side, like always protect. Oh god, please don't kill his mom. I just have I mean, a fear if they kill his mom, I'll, I'll be I'll be broken. I'm wondering where his dad is at. 
There are so many theories that they people think that All for One is his dad. That would be so... Oh, that would be so messed up, but so good. Because then it's like son against son type of thing. An adopted son. Yeah. With the actual son. Oh. That would make... Actually, Shigaraki would hate Deku even more. If yeah. That's true. Yo, that's actually not a bad angle. Because then knowing all, all, all for One, he would probably use that to his advantage to... to yeah instill more drive and hatred into hands on deck so man yeah i am yo i'm for that i hope i hope that pans out because that's that's interesting i don't know how i feel about it because like, like having the villain to be the long lost father it's a little overdone at this point like a little too on the nose yeah but at the same time like all for one is such a horrible <clears throat> character that he like literally keeping that in his back pop pocket as a ploy, as like a way to like manipulate stuff, can actually be done in like a, in a really fresh way. No, but bro, you know how fucked up that is because yeah, it's all, all for one, up. all for one, and one one for all, or all sorry, all might and all for one, they're rivals. Yeah, but they're all so all for one would be his real dad, and all, all might, might is basically his his guardian dad. And then it's just yo, know, and then it's just like adopted son versus real son, like that. There's levels to that shit, like that no, no, would agreed, just be agreed. like, it's yeah, it's a little on the nose, but like the but levels it, make it so yeah. Like if they do it right, which it's if if that's the case, they're actually doing it in a way that makes it fresh. It's like because like yeah. you could be like oh oh, of course, all for one turned out to be his long lost father. It's like no, you don't understand. This was like layers of yeah. like fucking up this guy's life and and all for one's been planning this shit for like years too and i think it was you that said um <clears throat> you you either came up with a theory or you read somewhere that um all for one was responsible for deku not being born with uh with abilities but, yeah, i don't believe that myself but people have theorized that because the doctor who told him he didn't have power who had a quirk is the doctor who's like currently experimenting on uh on Shigaraki. Bro. The levels. The levels. I mean, can you imagine a guy who literally like has sex with multiple women just to produce like kids so he could take their power for his Yeah. Life and then just like toss them aside. He's like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm done." Damn, 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 damn. That's a good one. I can't even lie. That is a good one. I'd be interested in seeing that actually. Yo, I gotta say, Shigaraki, while like he's had like I feel actually bad for like this kid's backstory. Like this is this is a truly bad origin story. It is, yeah. Yeah, but like where he is right now as like king <laughs> of the world with that massive army behind mm. him. How how are like yo? There's something about Asian like like Asian film, like anime. Like how are they so good? Like how are they? I don't I don't like I don't understand what like the what West. They is, <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I'm like, why have we not cracked the code yet? Like <laughs> like I've been I, I've been watching more and more um like foreign films lately and and even just like like foreign like TV series like like look at uh like Squid Games for example right like yeah. they're just so good and it's just like 
we put out such shit sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> it's like I don't get it. I just don't get it. I mean, I, I've watched a couple of Korean dramas myself, and like, I mean, there's a lot of cheese and a lot of campiness there, and yeah, like a lot, yeah, but, yeah, and a lot of drama. But at the same time, like, yo, know, like, I mean, I watched. Uh, it's called like Crash Landing on You, and it's like this like heiress accidentally goes from South Korea to North Korea, like in, in, in like uh, in like a um up like uh, a parachute. Yeah, yeah. And literally has to like fake her way out of there by like convincing this North Korean soldier who actually has a heart of gold. Who they fall in love with, but he has to like sneak her into South Korea. Oh, and I'm just man. like, yo, that. Well, I guess we don't really have a North Korean, South Korean stuff here. It's like, yo, I need to smuggle you back to Canada. No one's gonna <laughs> care. About that. No one's yeah. gonna care about that. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I crossed the border. Where, where's your passport? I don't have my passport, but here's my driver's license. All right, go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, but yeah. um, ooh ooh. Courtney says, you guys should have a Miyazaki film discussion day. Funny you should ask. Uh, because I have recently started getting uh, uh, Tactics and Darcy into Miyazaki because they have not watched. However, we have to wait for Darcy to come back for that one. So that will probably be our next uh, podcast. Uh, where, Or maybe the podcast after that because like they're, they're too... Uh, I'm basically trying to get them to watch Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke as their foray into the Miyazaki films. So they have currently watched uh, Spirited Away, and we will discuss that at a later podcast. But uh, yes, Courtney, I'm on. I'm on, uh, I'm with you on that one. He's been doing uh, his homework. Ah, uh, yes, yes, and also bribing. And uh, as you were saying uh, in a previous situation, yes, I will be glad to pay bribe you to watch more animes that I've I'm watching. So, you know, basically, if anyone wants me to pay for their dinner, just watch what I want you to watch, and I will pay for your dinner. <laughs> I was going to watch it, man. Were you, though? I was. Though? I, I was. I was. Because you watched two things in <laughs> one week after I bought you dinner. I was. I was. I was going to watch it. I was. Okay. Okay. I was. Okay. I I just wasn't rushing it is all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. So our next topic uh, of, the, of the night is having to do with our weekly uh, coverage of the latest episodes of Superman and Lois. Now, episode four was released this week. And you know what? I'm going to pass it to you, T. What did you think of episode four? Um, it was all right. Uh I'll give it a a low seven. I'm gonna give it a six. There was a lot of CW in this one. Yeah, I knew I f I figured you were going that way because yeah, I, I I'm starting to notice the little CW sprinkling they're, they're into it, like like yeah. especially especially the end. Like now the dad is apparently like having an affair. Like yeah, and yeah, it started to get a little bit CW cheese. Um. And they, it seems like they're straying away, less away from the action and really turning this into like a TV drama type of thing, which I'm not all the way for. I mean, it started off strong. I still have hope for the show. And like you said, I, I love this guy as Superman and Clark because he just gets it. He he knows what he's doing. He, he yes. delivers. Uh, I, I, I like the bizarro feel 
that they're going with right now, it's definitely way better than what they did in Smallville. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. Aside from the oh yeah, John. What else happened? Did Jonathan? Jonathan is now he's dosing. You know, he's dosing with some kryptonite I mean, steroid. They, they had the storyline of him going undercover and like coming up with like a sting operation, and they threw it away for like a oh he's on drugs. Let's talk about drugs <clears> this season. I I figured they were gonna go that route rather than making it really cool. So yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, John John Henry is now currently in the hospital. Um, he's in a coma. He's in a coma because yeah, he, his suit took a beating by Bizarro over here. So, yeah. um, so my Kira- man, he pulled out a hammer and took out Bizarro with one shot. Yeah, and then it, the hammer broke, and then. <laughs> It's the end of that chapter. <laughs> oh, and they killed off Superior Negro. Off air. The agent's still alive. The, the agent's agent, still he, alive. Yo, he made it out unscathed, but yeah, uh, the, the the girl and Superior Negro, he's he's done. He's done. He's gone. Yeah. No more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, the black dude did die first. In this, and also the, uh, the blonde woman. And he took a blonde with her, with him. I'm just saying, they didn't have no brown people here. <laughs> the Asian survived. The Asian, the Asian survived, and he took off, yo. He took off. <laughs> I would. I'd be like, fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. This is you're way out of your league, bro. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I will say I'm really disappointed with the way they're doing the whole uh, Lois Lane storyline. Because at first, like the beginning of the episode, when she's like talking with this like cult leader girl, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. This is the Lois Lane I'm liking. Like mm-hmm. she's taking on a cult leader. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And she's having to deal with like a recanting of a storyline. That's awesome. But then they undercutted her entire intelligence by making her be lying the whole time, by making her fall very easily for a trick from her sister. But you can argue that a little bit. But then thirdly, that she was keeping secrets and actually like compromised her story for the sake of saving her sister. I was like, yo, guys, that's that's not Lois Lane. Don't don't do that. <clears throat> like don't like don't cut her legs underneath her just like for the sake of the story. Like she's supposed to be someone who who takes on these people and is able to get like the info out. If you want to have a situation of a recanting of um of uh basically that her sister got re reprogrammed. Uh, and then, therefore, if that's what the reason for recanting her statement, which was true, that that's that's more Lois Lane. This is just, you're creating family drama, and also like weakening a female-led character for no reason. I agree, but I think they need a little bit of conflict to actually showcase her ability um, to to per, to perform and 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 do her job effectively right so no 100 i agree with you i just feel that uh like having her keeping secrets uh and like lying uh, yeah that was kind of like that that's the part that i have a problem with because yeah. like i can get past her sister uh recording her and that's a betrayal because you're trying to help your sister so like i can get behind that but then on top of which it being proven that like she actually did something dishonest with her piece and also she's like this big controlling person that like i will save you uh, even if i have to like i don't care what i have to do to save you i'm like guys lois lane is smarter than that and she like it's more of a challenge 
for having someone that you love and you care about who you're actually who you actually saved once actually going back voluntarily into doing something like that's that's real life and that's also a, a hard enough thing to go with you don't need to vilify your character like weaken the character as you do it see i don't know enough about lois lane to really comment on this so it for me it didn't come off as something out of the ordinary but i know that superman is holds a, a special place in your heart so you know more about all of that stuff more so than i do i just i, I find like this was poor writing for women because it's not like it's not like clark is making those type of mistakes this is true this is very true yeah yeah i i feel like and I think, I mean, we addressed this when we were talking about season one, especially. I, I feel like they, Lois hasn't really found her footing yet, right? And I yeah. feel like they still don't really know what to do with her. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's obvious. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Do Because I know, like, in the comic books, uh, they, they only have one kid, right? Yeah, they have Jonathan. So do you think that it's it's a little overcrowded the fact that they have two kids that they have to now focus on and yeah like uh, like honestly it would have been interesting if it was Connor and Jonathan as opposed to like Jordan and uh and Jonathan uh, I see okay yeah 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 so like if they'd done that that would have been interesting because at least like you know you, there's a character for you to model after after mm. and like and also sort of thing so like that like that would have worked for me or hell like do something interesting where it's twins where it's like connor and kara mm, okay like well, you have more representation yeah honestly yeah. like the whole like john henry uh, i love john henry don't get me wrong yeah i love him his daughter <clears throat> has no characterization she's literally a walking plot point mm. yeah i agree with that and it's like can you uh, the actress well, to be fair, it's like being a walking plot point. It's hard for you to like actually have your identity. So, like, yeah, of course, she's getting annoying. Uh, I will say I like the aspect of Sam Lane jumping at the ta- chance to like train his grandson. Yeah, that was cool. Because like he would love to actually be in charge of a of, Superman. Of a Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I could train a Superman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And the fact that I'm sure Jonathan is probably easily manipulated, manipul- um, able to be manipulated easily, right? So Jordan, Jordan. Sorry, Jordan. Yeah, uh, again, yeah. bad with me. Bad yeah, with me. It's, not, <laughs> it's not just I, Asian names. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just like honestly, the, this is why I find it so like, disappointing. It's like Lois, you you literally created a good storyline for her, and, yeah, and and you like screwed it up in the end, yeah. And even with Jonathan, where he's like the more sensitive one, because like Jordan technically is supposed to be kind of the sensitive one, but he's just like, first of all, have you also noticed he lost a lot of weight? Yeah, he did. I don't like that because like they were actually showing that like a superpowered person could be someone who is like a normal body type, not a trimmed cut guy. And I actually yeah. like the idea of like a normal body like image of a, a slightly chubbier uh, kid who actually has superpowers and like therefore he doesn't need to like work out to like make it seem that way. Yeah, but maybe that wasn't by choice. Maybe the dude's just as he's growing, he's losing the the, the body fat. 
I didn't actually think about that. <laughs> Can't help what his body does, man. Okay, fair enough. If if that's what's happening, then I I, I recant my statement. Are you muscle shaming, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, people should stop working out. It's just it's not good for them. Uh, man. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So yeah, that, that's just my opinion. I, I I would give this episode like I love the Clark bits uh, as always. I love the John Henry bits, um, and I kind of like the Jordan bits, which is surprising for me because I don't tend to like Jordan. And mm-hmm. I like the beginning of the lowest stuff, and then uh, you know that that went into drama, and I cannot stand the Lana stuff. Like I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, that <laughs> that shit. I was like, because I I was kind of. Not, re- I don't really care for that storyline at all, but it didn't really bother me up until the end with the reveal of him, like, yeah, you know, them alluding to the fact that he's having an affair. And I'm like, okay, fuck, this is where they're going with this shit. All yeah, right, I'm exactly. checked out. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that they still have the CW isms sprinkled in here, but I mean, I'm still liking the show enough to keep watching, keep watching. Right. I, like, I haven't fallen off the bandwagon like I have with like, um, the flash fair so yeah but we'll see still early yeah moving on so our final uh, topic for tonight is other our uh review of peacemaker episode six um i actually forgot to ask you you watched episode six right i did yeah yeah um i gotta say uh i found this to be Actually, the thing is, I don't know what I feel about this, uh, this episode. It's like, I enjoyed it, but it felt kind of silly. Like, not good silly. Like, just, like, they're being too silly. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, like, uh, yeah, I, I share in that sentiment because I'm like, in the back of my mind, after I finished watching it, I was like, okay, it was, there was a lot, there was, Stuff that was cool that I saw yes. that I was interested in, yes. but I don't recall really laughing. Like I was yeah. entertained, but I was just like, I they're trying to be funny now, and it's but yeah, it's like that. it's not landing for me quite like it did in the earlier episodes. I would say the only time mm-hmm. I laughed in this episode was when uh when Vigilante went to Peacemaker. I was like, how do you know my password? He's like, dude, I know my uh, my own birthday birthday, and I like that made me laugh. Because I was like, oh, you you took his. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 seems like they're they're regurgitating a lot of the same old jokes in some of them, and so it's getting a or little bit repetitive. Death. Yeah, they're just yeah they're beating that dead horse. Yeah, um, I and also like I love John <clears throat> Cena, but like he now gets like a, a piano solo. Is he auditioning for stuff? Well, they always give him these like heartfelt moments or like these like solo moments. Like in the first in the first episode after he like had sex with that chick, yeah, and then he, he had that little dance thing, and then I think um then it's like him uh again doing a dance when he remembers his brother's death. Yeah, it was reminiscing and, and whatnot, and now this piano solo type thing. So I think they're trying to humanize him a little bit more. Uh I also but feel- I, I, Go on. Yeah, go on. No, no. Yeah, no. I was just, I was just gonna say, I feel like they're, they're, they're overdoing it now. Yeah, like it feels like they're trying to like show up a portfolio of all the skills that John Cena has in terms of acting. 
Yeah. Yeah. I will say I did like the the Mern. Uh, I love Mern. Lern and Leota are literally the, my favorite characters in this show. Mm. And like I like the fact that okay, dude, I spoiler warnings for people who haven't watched Peacemaker, you know, just you know, plug your ears or go to the uh, go to the next segment. When Detective Song got killed by that butterfly, mm. that hurt me. I was like, I really liked her. Yo, but that end scene was that was up. holy, up. and with the like the menacing smile afterwards. Oh my goodness! It wasn't menacing. They were trying to learn how to smile within the. Yeah, body. but it, but the way it looked though, it, it looked, looked up, yeah. super menacing. Like it's like you're trying to be genuine, but you just come off super freaky. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, that like like you said, <clears throat> moments in the uh, in the episode were really good, but like. I think we have like two episodes left. I'm really hoping that this is like something that they don't shit the bed with. I mean, overall, it's a it's it's a solid show. I mean, I'm liking it more than I thought I would, Agreed. which is interesting because Agreed. I had I had no, I like I had no intention of ever checking this show out. But I figured, <laughs> you know, I am a geeky bro. I need to at least give it a chance and so i did and i was like all right there's there's enough here to keep me invested for you're happy you watched it yeah i'm like i have no regrets it's not it doesn't feel like a complete waste of time um i probably had a better time i probably enjoyed it a little bit more than i i did uh this this week's episode of uh, superman and lois to be honest oh i definitely enjoyed this more than i enjoyed yeah. superman and lois like superman and lois i actually would like there were times i was like this yeah with this i was kind of like yeah, like it's a step down from like the previous episodes, yes. most definitely. But I was never checked out at any moment. Yeah, I, I, and I will agree. Like, I, it's just like I, I'm starting to see things becoming a little bit more um, formulaic. Yeah, and, and like disingenuous. Like you're beating a death, dead horse with these jokes, and like yeah. you're tr like you're trying. Yeah. When before you were doing, now you're trying. Yeah, I'd be interested to see this fight though between his dad and and him. Yeah, that, I, I, I'm curious about like what this dude's all about. Yeah, oh man, <laughs> oh Mern. <clears throat> like honestly, this actor, I have never seen this actor. I I don't recognize him. Yeah, and I'm either. loving him. Like he yeah. he's he's killing it. Yeah, I was a, I was I was a little uh, disappointed initially because I was like, oh man, they made him a villain because I was actually starting to like him, and then you know they they definitely kind of uh, flipped the script on that one. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they did it that way. Yes. Uh, but now, like, this whole butterfly thing has me a little confused and also a little intrigued because now I'm like, okay, well, what's their motive? Because we don't really know fully what their intention is. I think they want to take over the planet uh, because they were saying that uh, this whole, um, like, Mern had said that uh, the whole saving the earth thing mm -hmm. uh, from like uh from climate change yeah has been their main focus mm -hmm. and like it makes sense like these, if these are like butterfly like creatures mm -hmm. they're like taking over humanity's leaders mm -hmm. to stop their destruction of global warming mm -hmm. so like, interesting. maybe like for all i know they could be <laughs> like let's just take over all the bodies and like treat them like puppets yeah yeah it's messed up it's like body yeah. snatchers yeah yeah all right. Well, I'm I'm good with Peacemaker. Before we end off, however, I do want to like point out to a couple uh, comments that Courtney says. This is going back to our discussions about Miyazaki. Courtney was saying, "How's Moving Castle is the best, though." 
while I will say that Halloween Castle is not one of my favorites, I know a lot of people love it, but I'm going to wait to get to that for you guys. Also, a heads up, uh, Tales from Earthsea is underrated and no one talks about it. It's made by Miyazaki's son and is a joy to watch. I haven't watched it yet, but I have heard people talking about the Tales of the Earthsea from the Earthsea, so I will give it a try and maybe if Tactics hasn't been scared away from all the Miyazaki films I've been watching him, he will watch it with me. With we'll Darcy. see. We, we will see. see. We will see. <clears throat> all right. Uh, TM, what a volume back to you for the close. Oh, are we done? Was that the last one? Yeah. Yes, it was. Okay. Well, uh, this has been another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy, Tactics. And this is your boy, Darcy. <laughs> Got him again. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you do this, I'm going to just like wait and stare at you. <laughs> well, thank you all for uh, watching. And also, please like and subscribe. And live long and prosper, y'all. See you next week. And he's making me stare at me. Anything else you want to say? No, that's it. Just, all right. It's a nice room.